the matchup? Oh, the Lakers got swept, but whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, what can we do? We can, I'm sure Kehan will mention it as a way to uh, stick the knife in my, in my heart a bit, but that's okay. You know, Kehan likes when the Lakers, despite him saying that he's, that he was rooting for the Lakers, I think he was, he's pretty happy that they got swept. <laughs> no, I'm not, man. I I was hoping to hang out with you guys for these games, but now now there's nothing to watch. Just fucking Denver, Denver, and Miami. Who cares about them? No, I I was rooting for the Lakers, man. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I take it back, Robert. He was rooting for the Lakers. Okay. It's just weird because for the majority of our friendship, he was a big time Laker hater. So this is. This is oh. a new thing for him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I knew he was a Clipper fan. I didn't necessarily know he was a Laker hater. Yeah, when we were younger, he hated the, the all those teams, the, the Shaq and Kobe teams. He hated pretty badly. So, I I didn't hate them. I just I was a Portland Trailblazers fan. So, I you know you had to hate the Lakers if you if you're a Trailblazers fan. Well, you I know? guess, but why, but why all of a sudden were you like a Trailblazer fan out of nowhere? That just came out of left field. It was they were the biggest competition to the Lakers, and all of a sudden you were their fan. It was it was weird. Well, I I dug that team, man. That was a really fun team with Sabonis and Steve Smith, Scottie Pippen, Rasheed Wallace, sure. Damon Stoudemire. That was a cool team, man. I mean, the yeah, Lakers. They were. I don't like. Uh, I don't like but rooting for the same, team that uh, that that same team that was up by fourteen and then lost that lead in the series. That's yes, that. exactly. That was the one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> I don't I don't care anymore. But at the time, it was real bad. It was it was shitty. That was heartbreaking yeah. as fuck, man. Was, so yeah, of course tough. I hated the Lakers, dude. They were uh, the, the Lakers were an embarrassment of riches. Shaq and Kobe, get the fuck out of here. That's not fair. I don't root for the teams that are like way obviously gonna win. Like I don't, I don't like rooting for Real Madrid and teams like that. It's no fun. Even when you win, it's like how much, how proud of it can you be? You had all the best players, you know. All right. Well, since since all right. you bring since you bring it up, why why don't we just start the show with the the Lakers getting swept? <laughs> I thought this was a wrestling podcast. <laughs> well, all right. All right. Well, what do you want? Me, what do you want to ask about it? I mean, what, what's your? You want my opinion on it? No. How do you feel? Like, were you sad about it? You're a big time Laker fan, or, or you don't care as much as when you were a kid. When you were a kid, man, you used to actually be yeah. devastated when, when they lose. I remember. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I don't feel good that they got swept, but you know, considering where that season started and where they were, and that they made it to the conference finals, and they played pretty like. They played four close games with Denver. Uh, you know, all all the games were kind of winnable. They just, you know, Denver, uh, ex, you know, executed way better than Lakers in the fourth quarter. Got the shots they needed to get, and they were better. I mean, what can you do? Uh, but they were they were all close, so it wasn't like they were ever like killed mm-hmm. in any of these games. Like I think every game was like within like three or four points down the stretch. You know, it was really close, but. You know, and again, considering where the season started, when they were two and ten and the thirteen seed for most of the year, 
I think overall I'm pretty happy with what they were able to accomplish this year, and I'm hopeful that with like a couple some tweaks and maybe like a full training camp and a full season of with these guys, they'll be able to be back and hopefully compete again for getting to the finals. Uh, they need LeBron healthy. They need AD to obviously be healthy, but also, you know, Play not like disappear. <laughs> well, they need miracles. They need miracles. Hey, Robert, you like think that. you think they should run it back with the same team or should they get Kyrie Irving? I'm... I'm not a fan of Kyrie. Not 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 um like his talent, but his work ethic more so. Um, yeah, I, but I, come on, man! You need firepower. This team like outgunned the Lakers. They were they were better, man. They had Jokic, a young Jokic in his prime. Murray. True, but who you know, who knows? Maybe maybe some like. Um, I don't know. Some some event happens where he feels like. He needs to take a break for a while because he has to support this cause and can't think about basketball and just like I sure. don't know. just I know, but it's kind of you gotta play. Isn't it kind of the only hope though, man? Because if you run it back with the same team, the same team, the same thing is gonna happen. Except LeBron is a year older. No. I think I think I think I would look for safer options. There's right. no other option. He's a free agent. You could sign him. <laughs> right. Well, he's an option, but I kind of have the same concerns as Robert does about Kyrie. He's he's not really all there, you know. And I don't mean that just mentally because that's part of it, but also physically, he's not always all there. Like he wants, he just disappears, and he'll go away, and he'll God knows what he's going to do. You know, he's not. He's the Kanye of the NBA, you know. He, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can't he can't be trusted and relied upon. Does he have talent? Well, yeah, no, no, no doubt he can play. He's a great, he's a really good player when he's when his mind is right. But the only one that's ever actually gotten anything out of him is LeBron. So there's that's the hope. But I don't know. That was a while back. You know, that was like seven years ago, and I don't think, you know, I don't I don't think it's asking a lot for LeBron to. Try, try to keep Kyrie sane and also, you know, maintain his health because he's about to be in his 21st season, you know. So, I don't know, man. Some They'll do something, but I don't think – I'm kind of leery on Kyrie, you know. I, I, I worry about that aspect of it. I would do it. I would give it a shot. The, the, the hardest part would be getting through the regular season with three guys who don't really play that much. They probably wouldn't be a very high seed. But for a playoff yeah. team – I think uh, that would be a pretty fire playoff team, just like this team was. Like, this was a bad regular season team, but once they right. got to the playoffs and they could give it their all, nobody wants to give it their all for 82 games. It just It's too much, you know? So well, Yeah, I agree with that part. But, I mean, but. if they can get to the playoffs somehow, um, you know, they blew a lot of close games this year. They could be a higher seed next year, I guess. Um, but I, I would try yeah. it. I think... I think uh, there's something about being on a LeBron team that maybe he would probably care more because it's more historical when LeBron's on the team. I don't know, man. It just hasn't worked out anywhere with this guy, is what I'm saying. Like, ever Except with LeBron. Left, right. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But that I don't know. Like, what, Right. I don't know. But he left to go to Boston. That was a disaster. He went to go to 
I, well, we we know we, we all know the history of Kyrie. We don't need to go through every fucking team since and Cleveland. And just last year, they the Mavs traded for him to thought that they would be a contender with him, and they missed the playoffs altogether. So I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I question. I'll question it, but. Uh, yes, maybe if LeBron is on board and he feels like he can control this guy, maybe. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, the most important thing is, is that they try to keep Reeves and, and Rui and, 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 and things like that. And if they can make – there's maybe there's a trade out there they can make. Who knows? You know, yeah. We'll see. But, we'll see what happens in option. You both got to admit it was a really damn successful season to get to the oh, yeah. semifinals. Oh, like, yeah. Take into consideration where they were at for the majority of the season, then yeah. Yeah, yeah they actually you gave can, everyone can, hope that they could that go they all the way. Achieved. Hell yes, they yeah, overachieved. For sure, for sure. Because, I mean, at, at no point during at least the first 60 plus games did either any of us say that, man, you know, the team is going to the Western Cup Finals. <laughs> you know? I don't think any of us thought they were even going to the playoffs, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, so I they, thought they I almost it, lo- they almost lost the play-in game. <laughs> right? They almost well, yeah, lost they, it. yeah, they almost lost to Minnesota. Minnesota. And that would have that would have uh, you know that been <laughs> catastrophic. Because then they would have had to play Denver in the first round. You know that would have been really bad. But you know <laughs> <laughs> they would have been out in the first round <laughs> instead of the conference finals. It ended up being that Denver really was the best team. Uh, you know, if you know, if there was ever a question about it, it pretty much got answered. But, anyways, it, it, it was what it was, and um, you know, yes, it was a, a success in one sense, and a, somewhat of a disappointment in another that they got swept. But all in all, I, I you know, I, I'm willing to see what they can do with the team next year, and I'm kind of, kind of semi hopeful that they'll be able to make a run for it next year. All right, guys, before we start talking wrestling. Um, yeah. Let me check out what we just recorded and let me see if the audio sounds level for all three of us because last week I had a little issue with that. So um, let me press pause on this and check out what I just recorded for a second and we'll get back to the show in a minute. Sure, man. All right. All right, we're back. Let's get down to business. This is the Malapert Smart wrestling podcast we're disrespectful smarks smart marks we've never been in the wrestling business none of us not even close but we still think we know more than everybody who has so um (laughs) no you i I don't know about everybody i didn't say i know better than every single buddy Tony Khan? Would you say you more you know more than Tony Khan? Yeah, yeah, I know more than Tony Khan. I know more than Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not saying much. That's not saying much. You think you'd be a better booker than Tony Khan? I mean, a monkey could do better than Tony Khan, but that's neither here nor there at this point. So Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I train. Um, I train monkey. If that makes anyone feel better. I, you know. Well, listen. For completeness' sake. Um, yeah. Last week I went off the air without getting a, a grade for last week's show. I don't uh, know if you're, yeah. you're. I know. Like. I actually I was, did. I actually did think of that. To be honest. I was. I was frazzled. I had the new puppy with me, and it's actually sure. been. It's been a tough week to be honest with going to work and, um, getting the place situated. Last night I did a lot, a lot of work, 
at the on this apartment. Like I, I taped down any wire that was visible. Mm. I fucking duct taped that shit to the ground. There's literally nothing she could chew on or, or destroy electronics wise. So I I didn't actually get completely ready for this show. I, I had wanted to have clips ready that we could watch live, but I didn't finish them in time. So that's next week. This week we'll just I'll put them in in post production. But for this week, um, well, do you remember last week's show? Do you remember? Uh, I mean, me and Robert were at C pluses. We couldn't go any higher than that. But um, I think I you were, can't can't I'm, remember. I'm probably, I can't remember specific, but I'm sure I, it couldn't have been any higher than a C. So I mean, I usually stick to C minuses. So. I can't remember. I'm sure I I was not thrilled with it. So let's just say, <laughs> but let's just be nice and give it a C. Let's just give it a C yeah, for last week. That's fair. And, yeah. and remember, I was like asleep for several segments. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I remember. Now. Yeah, it's you can't get back to me. You can't give a show that good a grade if you fell asleep a bunch of times. Or... <laughs> no, but that, no, but that's that's more so because I was really really tired. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. I feel you guys. You know, hey, my my dad listened to some of our show last week. He thinks uh, he thinks we got to try to be funnier. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how with this show that we're watching, but we got to try to be funnier, guys. So let's uh, right. let's you make know, my dad laugh today. I'll I'll work on my comedic timing. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we got that old business out of the way, we wanted to talk some a little bit of classic wrestling because we really only discussed modern AEW and WWE recently or since the show started. We're on episode 10 now. Oh, I guess that's a milestone, huh? 10 episodes. I never thought we'd be on the air this long. <laughs> but but uh, so I asked, the, I asked the boys here, I asked Robert and Vlad to make their top five in-ring workers. Since we're smarks, we're going to talk just... Uh, just about their in-ring work, and uh, I have uh, a little bit of a graphic here for each of you that you guys had mm -hmm. sent me. Let's see who who's comes up first. We got uh, Vlad. Here's Vlad's. Oh wow! Top five in-ring workers of all time. He started with. Uh, oh, you want to go through it, Vlad? Let's see. Oh, uh, sure. I'll I, I'll start. I guess with. Well, five obviously is a somewhat controversial, uh, but I'm just looking at his wrestling ability, not what he did with his personal life. You know, this is just his in-ring work. I don't think anyone will deny that Chris Benoit, if you watched him in WCW and then later in WWE, is one of the great in-ring wrestlers of all time. I mean, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal, right? Um, hey. Hey, uh, yeah. since since we're on the topic side side topic, you know, since mm -hmm. they, they Cornette does this a lot, goes off on side side Andy. issues, something that yeah, something that comes up. What do you guys think of him getting erased completely from the WWE cattle? Is that too controversial? Do you want? Do you not want to? Do you so. not want to broach think, that subject? I think it's I think it's understandable. Like, yeah, you know, given I, the, given the circumstances that happened, it. it it makes complete sense. <laughs> well, it ruins the show. Like, if you're going to go back and watch all the episodes of WWE on, on what is it, Peacock? 
it doesn't make yeah. much sense now for certain parts. Mm-hmm. If <laughs> I honestly okay. don't, I don't know how it looks. I can't imagine how how it would look. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense to take away the Whoa. guy who wins the world title at WrestleMania and all all the angles right. and all promos yeah. they cut. True, you know, it, it's probably like awkward to try to watch that back and have that part missing. But what about uh, what about other art? Sorry to interrupt you, Robert. But what okay. what about other art? What if it was a movie? What if some guy you know was an actor and he he uh, you know did something terrible? Should we go back and erase edit the movie now and erase him from the DVD and stuff like that? I mean, I know I realize well, what he did no, was I, wrong. I, I see but... I see what you're saying, but there's there's another thing you have to factor into this is. There's like WWE has like sponsors, right? There's um, uh, there there's like partnerships that. Sure. <laughs> that but it's that not like he's on the new episodes. But, okay, it's I, just... I, I get it, I get it. But you know, if, if I you don't know behind the scenes, like if they push WWE to do that, you know, if they're if they're paying WWE money to you know a, a substantial amount of money to, um, you know, do whatever they tell them to do, then you kind of have to take that into account too so it's not just the art you know <laughs> um i know i i do see what you're saying but i i also think i put that as a factor too like that that could be a reason why they they did it what about you vlad are you okay with this Do you think it's a good idea yeah i'm kind of with robert i mean i think they they're public company they have shareholders it's a Sticky situation. The guy is a he killed his family. I don't know, man. It's tough. It's a tough situation. I mean, as you know, like I said, great wrestler, but man, he did some heinous stuff there. So I mean, you can't just. I could understand why Peacock might not want him, you know, on anything that they run. So, or like NBC Peacock, whatever, you know, like they might not want him on there. So I kind of understand that. Uh, so I. I see what you're saying, Kalen, but I'm also understanding that there's a bigger picture situation so it's, here. So it's just me. I mean, look. No. If, well, yeah. I guess in a sense, uh, it's yes. Two, it's two to one. <laughs> two to one here. Yeah. yeah. Two to one. Well, yeah. well, look. If I were to remove him from Peacock, it wouldn't be because of what he did to his family. It would be because all of his matches were boring. Oh, mid. <laughs> no, he was. A, they, they, he was were, they weren't mid. They they were great. But, it was a great. Okay, he was yeah. a great worker. Everything looked spot on, but just not really my favorite style of match. A lot of mat wrestling, right, Vlad? A lot of grappling and stuff like this. Looks looks great. I think, I, I think it depended on the opponent. I mean, if he had the the right type of opponent, it could be kind of magical, like matches with him and. And and it, who was number I think four on my list is Eddie Guerrero. I mean, when they had matches together, their styles complemented each other because Guerrero was a little bit high flying, and and you know like you said, Benoit was more mat based, uh, but both were really 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 good you know together. But not just not just Eddie. He had match, great matches with a lot of people, with with Jericho and and I mean even in WCW he had great matches with a whole bunch of different guys, you know. Um, so... Uh, yeah, had a seven-match series with Booker T that I remember that that rivaled the seven-match series that the Young Bucks had with the Lucha Brothers. 
I mean, I, I, I think any, I, I'm not going to even comment on that. I'm gonna skip that. But uh, I do remember the seven match, the uh, best of seven match with Booker T. Uh, you know, yeah, that's just an example of just his great in-ring ability and his great in-ring work and things like that. But, you know, uh, you want me to, I'll just go on. I don't want to spend all, all, all the time on, on Benoit. Eddie Guerrero, another one that kind of, I mean, you know, died too young. But what a, what a, you know, what a great wrestler. What a tremendous, and then, and then after he left WCW, what a tremendous character, which we all didn't really get to see in WCW. I mean, we knew that he was a great worker. We saw all his matches with Rey Mysterio and and Hooventude, and like I said, Benoit and all those guys that he had great matches with. You know, you know, he had matches with everyone that you could think of. You know, but then you could see some of his personality come out because they were, you know, he, and he had it. He was like a total package wrestler. Yeah. Kurt Interesting Angle. that he could uh, still do yeah. all that stuff when he got all buff too, you know, he took, took a, got all jacked off the steroids and yeah. still it didn't, yeah. it didn't affect his work at all. You could still do everything, but maybe he was pushing himself too hard. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I got to agree was, with you. I, I, he was a great, I, yeah, he was a great compliment, like of great in ring, work and then the development of the character which became really impressive especially his heel turns later on and stuff like that it was just great work for him um uh, Kurt Angle I think that one speaks for itself the guy is amazing I mean uh I don't you know he had great matches with everyone I never I don't think I've ever really seen a bad Kurt Angle match I can't think of one um even in his TNA work, I saw a lot of his TNA stuff uh, when I came back to wrestling in 2010. I mean, he had great matches with AJ, great matches with Jeff Jarrett, uh, great matches with with Ken Anderson. I mean, he got great matches out of everyone, you know. Uh, so I mean, Bobby Roode, yeah, no, I agree. Bobby, I got, Bobby I got to, I, mean, I got to agree with Kurt Angle, definitely top notch, Kurt Angle, top notch. Kurt Angle is, I mean, I'm not even mentioning all the stuff, you know, the great matches that he's had with, like, WWE guys, you know, Triple H and, you know, whoever, Jericho and and The Rock and whoever else. He's, you know, he's had matches with everyone, and he's he's a tremendous. Um, number two, Shawn Michaels. I mean, I think that also speaks for itself. Uh, you know, I you know I may not like him personally, but, man, he first, there was a stretch in the 90s where it was, I don't, I mean, I think it's some of the stuff speaks for itself. And then when he came back in 2002, he, he still continued to put on great matches as well. I mean, he's had great matches with everyone. Uh, the ladder matches, the casket matches, the the first Hell in the Cell match. But just overall, his any match, really. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. I mean, we all know his WrestleMania matches with The Undertaker are some of, le- you know, things of legend at this point. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaks for itself that he's one of the great in-ring workers of all time and he has like that flashy style he's his more his style is more flashy you know it's more um you know not that he not that he can do like mat wrestling he can do it but i think you know he prefers to do a lot of moves if you will um and number one i um i don't i don't think this one's controversial i think this one kind of i think is also one that speaks for itself i think bret hart when i was growing up when I watched Bret Hart, I just he made things look real, and that's what I kind of liked about Bret. Like his stuff felt looked real, the stuff that he was involved with looked real, 
And I mean, he said so many classic matches. Uh, I mean, just on top of my head, uh, matches with Stone Cold, WrestleMania, uh, Piper, Kurt Henning, uh, the Bulldog. Owen, Owen Hart. Owen at WrestleMania 10. I mean, just so much, uh, so much great matches. Uh, he could have a great match pretty much with anybody, and he's had it. I mean, I, that's another one I've never really seen a bad Bret Hart match, uh, unless you want to count that stuff, the, the thing that he had with Vince in 2010. But that, I don't really count that. <laughs> that, that I don't really count that oh, because God. that was like, that was not really a match. It was, it was a good feud, match. though. I like that feud. It was a good feud, but like, yeah, the match itself, I mean, that wasn't really Bret Hart anymore at that point. But uh, I'm talking about Bret Hart from 90 to like 99 until he re- basically retired. You know, that guy was one of the great workers of all time. If we're talking about just in-ring ability and, you know. And then in 97, when he turned heel, it, again, he had that whole character thing that also came out a bit. I mean, that's one of his criticisms that he's kind of dry as a character, but I think it kind of came up and he became a really, really great heel for a long stretch and it was just working. He had a lot of material to work with and it was great. So Bret Hart is one of my favorite workers of all time just because of what he made you feel in the ring and just uh, the realism in, in his work. He made you think as a kid for sure the man this was some stiff stuff this is some good stuff right here i think uh yeah. i think you're gonna find robert's list kind of interesting <laughs> um i i am uh, prepared i know brian has a different thinking on wrestling than i do so i am prepared for his list to be quite different than mine i don't know if he'll even have any similarities in, in in the top five? So I am curious <laughs> if there'll be even one, but if I, you know, I'm expecting it to be quite different, and uh, we'll have a lot to discuss probably once I see it. All right, well, <laughs> let's let's check it out. Here's the big reveal. Here we go. Okay. Here's Roberts, in no particular order. He couldn't he couldn't give an oh, order. Okay. Yeah, it's it's, that that's bad. why I said it's interesting because uh, it's it's uh, almost basically uh, what you got. Yeah, yeah, because all these guys I thought about putting in, too, like uh, Danielson and, and AJ, I mean, they were right probably below some of those guys, just slightly, but, like, it's all debatable, it's all subjective, mm-hmm. so, like, Danielson and AJ, for sure, can be on, mm-hmm. on Well, hold, hold on, in case someone's listening to the podcast, not watching us on YouTube, because we're on, we're on CastBox and other platforms as oh, well, we, wow. we, we gotta go, okay, we gotta... So- we got to say it in audio form. Robert, you want to go through your list? Sure. Uh, it's a little similar to, to Vlad's, but a little different yeah. also. Go. Actually, it's it's funny because I, I saw Eddie Guerrero's name on uh, Vlad's list. And, Kehan, you, you know, I, I I almost put Eddie Guerrero on here. I right? know. You saw, it's a uh, tough um, list to make, just five yeah, so, so guys. Yeah. My, my last spot was I, was I was debating between Kurt Angle or Eddie Guerrero. Um, yeah. you know, it, was, it was a very tough call, but ultimately I, I went with Kurt Angle. Um, so, all right, I'll, I'll start off with Kurt Angle. I mean, let's see what, what he's done. So, like, right off the bat, um, he won a gold medal in wrestling with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> so he, he brought that... <laughs> 
It's true. It's damn it's true. true. It's, it's damn true. true. It's so, damn true. So he, he bought this, like, <laughs> he brought this, like, sense of um, legitimacy with him that, like, he could actually, actually wrestle for real. Yeah. So, that's um, true. But, yeah. but besides point. that, cause, no, because there, there are other, like, legit good wrestlers in, in the business, but um he was really good uh, in you know in his ring work as, as well so yeah um he brought that intensity no pun intended <laughs> um yeah he, mm-hmm. he brought that in in all his matches um, the three eyes the three yeah. eyes that was one of them yeah. um yeah. yeah he he just um he, he just had a lot of memorable matches to me um his his character, his, like, uh, persona, too, like, I I think in the first few years in, when he was in WWE, maybe I didn't appreciate it as much until he was not there anymore. Then I realized just how good his character was. <laughs> but I always enjoyed his matches, so he was awesome. Um, all right, and let's see, can you pull up the... Okay. Uh, AJ Styles. Okay, so... I did not really watch TNA, <laughs> um, so I probably missed out on a lot of his prime when he was still there. Yeah. Um, but I know, um, I I know he when he showed up to um, WWE, he was coming off of um, New Japan, I believe. Um, and I I've heard his name a lot. I I've heard that that he was awesome. So when he showed up, I was like, oh okay, I I get to see what he was made of and. Boy, oh boy, did he live up to the hype. Um, he had like, a, what, what year did he show up? I think it was like 2015 in WWE. He had like yeah, a Royal Rumble. Rumble. He, yeah, Royal Rumble. Yeah, Royal Rumble. He had a stretch of like two or three years where he had amazing match after amazing match. Like I was looking forward to seeing every every match he was part of because he was that good. And... Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was glad he, you know, finally showed up to WWE. I, I should have watched him when he was in TNA. Oh, well, I should have watched TNA, period. But uh, I'm glad he eventually made the move and I got to see what he was capable of. Um, let's see. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, well, basically for a lot of the same reasons that Vlad already said. Um, he was my first, as a kid, he was my first, I think, favorite wrestler yeah um i yeah uh, i i liked his you know flashy style but he was like really his ring work was really good um man there, there's a lot of great memories like i uh, uh vlad already mentioned his matches with the undertaker i really loved his match with kurt angle too in wrestlemania i want to say 20 yeah. i think i think it was 22 that was great um and um, in the, also the one with Bret Hart too. The WrestleMania was it ten or eleven? Uh, tw- uh, twelve. Twelve. Okay. 12. Yeah. So in those particular matches, like the one against Bret Hart and the one against Kurt Angle, you know, pe- people you know talk about Shawn Michaels like as this flashy um, ring worker, but he he could do mat work really well. He he showed yeah. that he could actually hang with them in terms of mat work. So, yeah, he's he pretty much could do it all. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Bret Hart. Well, 
he called himself the excellence of execution. I can't argue that. <laughs> he he really was. So definitely, that, that, guy, that guy was the man. Um, I, I did say when when uh, Shawn Michaels was my first like favorite wrestler, uh, they were both kind of like hot around the same time. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I was more of a Shawn Michaels guy, but but I always appreciated Bret Hart. Like he always brought it. He was amazing. Um, Brian Danielson. Well, yeah, that's our um, last guy. He showed up to WWE as Daniel Bryan. Um, I when he first came on uh, to WWE, he was he he came on as part of the Nexus, if I remember correctly. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, he was in um, NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 came out of NXT and was part of that Nexus group. So yeah. At the very beginning, he had a different style. He he was uh, at least how I remember it. He was the guy that uh, he um, will pull off submissions from uh, out of out of nowhere, like just oh, not RKO, but um, just so submission after submission, submission. He he made like a hundred different submission attempts in a match, and that um, that made him look really really dangerous at the time because like you never knew what he was gonna do. I kind of wished he kept that style because, like, that made him seem more unpredictable. Um, eventually, I he just he stopped that and went more into like a striking style, which which is still entertaining. Um, but yeah, I've always enjoyed his matches as well. Even though I I would have preferred him to stick with that original style that I remember him as uh, when he first came on it uh, as as part of the Nexus. But yeah, he's great, and his run in 2013 when he kept getting called by the authority as a B plus mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. Um, and the crowd support behind him that that was that was an awesome run to towards the yeah. WrestleMania match. Yes, that. definitely a great WrestleMania. WrestleMania 30, so yeah. over. Can't and argue. I think I think. Um, He's remained consistently great for a very, very long time. Yep. He's, he's maintained a very high level for, I don't know how many years now. But it's even till time. now. Like, yeah, even till yep. now. He, yep. he remains like top tier. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. Yeah, he's not like Jericho, who's like completely fell off. <laughs> which, uh, well, to be fair, he is, like, he is a lot younger than Jericho, but. True. Yeah, well, still, Jericho just seems like he doesn't even care. Vlad, Vlad was telling me that he almost put Jericho on his list. Like, it, he almost made the top five. And I was like, ugh, come on. I, I wouldn't argue that. I, I argue think that. if you go back at Jericho's work, especially in WWE, not even in WCW, but specifically in WWE, he, he was also involved in a lot of – he was the workhorse of that company. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. He was he was great at that point. But when I was trying to tell you guys what the what the qualifications are for making this I, list, I, I was put him and I, that's why I put him out. Well, that's not the only reason I put him out. I actually think the the five guys I mentioned I actually do consider slightly above him as far as in ring workers. But he's not that far off. Like he's right. Well, there. you're going he's with the best. The 
You're going with the best of what he did. I'm, I I was trying to say go with overall their career. You know, right. like if someone had 20 good years, that's yeah. better. That's better than someone who had like three or four good years. You know what I mean? So. Well, well didn't he have 20 good years? Yeah, but he he completely ruined it at the end here. Like it's it's like a boxer starting his career twenty eight and zero, and then he he like loses twenty matches in a row. Sorry, you're not one of the best anymore. You know, <laughs> you you ruined it. You, so did Rick? So did Rick oh, Flair yeah. ruin, ruin his career? Yes, Rick Flair is on my list. I was actually going to mention that he. Yeah, no way, not not anywhere near the top of my list either. And I don't like the figure four. I think the figure four is a ridiculous move that no one ever tapped out from. So though, for, even though everybody pretty much says that Ric Flair in his prime is probably one yeah, of the Yeah, he was, but this is like the Jericho argument. Like, yeah, at, at a time he was. He, yeah. he was really good for a time. The only but, reason I'm not putting Flair in is because I didn't really see him in those years when he was the best. So that's the only reason I wouldn't put him in my top five. Not because he's not, but just because I didn't see enough of his work in NWA and then later in WWF, in that, like the early 90s, and then back in WCW again. So that's the only reason I'm not putting in. Same here. But I, 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 didn't... But I, think, I think if I, like, even if I look at his later stuff, like, I still would say, like, yeah, Ric Flair is, for, like, for sure one of the great workers of all time. I don't think that's, I don't even think anybody would debate that. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, he was, I mean, look, a lot of this list also is just what we've seen. Because I got to admit, although I, I don't claim to be an, a wrestling expert, but I, what I've yeah. seen is 1997 and on. Right. And then I've seen a lot of the 80s, like WWF right. videos, like right. major yeah. shows, wrestle like pay-per-views, and mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see a lot of the territory stuff very sparsely. Right. So I'm sure exactly. there's like like Jerry the King Lawler, you know, someone that I, sure. a lot of people would probably put on a list like this, but I just didn't see enough. So I'm just. Right. Going off of what I've seen, which is kind of since exactly. since since the nineties. Although I would I would consider putting Flair in there because I've seen enough of him. But I I just I think I I gotta say that his his later career and his in the nineties where like literally nobody tapped out to the figure four. You know I just can't. um I don't know I I think we already <laughs> I think we missed his prime years. I think his prime years were from like eighty to like maybe nineteen ninety one. So I think uh, the stuff that we once we started watching, like when I started watching, it was like ninety five, ninety six. I he was already like in his forties at that point. So you know, or in his mid forties. So he was already past his the peak that he was in when you know when he was considered the best. I don't think he was already the best by ninety five, ninety six at that point. Like, it's like when when I started watching NBA, um, Larry Bird was about to retire. <laughs> but I've heard, I've heard so much about how awesome he was in the eighties. Right, right. I I can't put him as one of my, oh, like a per, um the the best basketball players that that's sure. ever played because I never watched him in his prime. But that's I another think discussion. A, lo- <laughs> a lot of these type of discussions are what people watched when they were young and like you know sure. so like Jim Cornette will probably say somebody from like the seventies or the sixties. But re- really, one of the best workers probably should be someone from the 1920s when, you know, people actually believed wrestling was real because their in-ring work was so good that they they fooled everybody, you know, so. Well, I don't know. In the 20s, I think they were actually sort of just, like, on the map for, like, two hours. 
<laughs> so, yeah, like Chris Benoit is the best worker. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't even Benoit would have you have trouble being in the ring for two hours, uh, gra- grappling for two hours. All right. Well, I guess it's my turn. Um, yeah, here's my I'm list. Chris, I mean, four, four of your names are the same as mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's it's very interesting that a lot of us ended up with the same. So I, the same guys. Brett, Brett Hart, Kurt Angle, and Shawn Michaels are all all, all three of ours. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Shawn. Can you? Yes. No. No. I'll let you go first. I'll let you talk first. What can I? What? Yeah. What? What did you say? <laughs> I was going to say, can you explain the rationale behind the Undertaker? As far as what was the thinking? As far well, as all right, I'll the, get there. Him on the list. Well, okay. I'll start with I'll start with my number five for our podcast listeners. My number five was Shawn Michaels, which was uh, on both your guys' list. Bumped around like crazy, made everybody look great, whoever was in the ring with him. So, um, super kick, fucking looked awesome. Um, charisma up the ass. So, definitely on my list. Um, AJ Styles, number four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I... I didn't see TNA when I was younger. I quit on wrestling at that point. If I knew there was something like TNA going on, I, I might have tried to watch it. But it was hard because all the early shows were pay-per-views. And at one yeah. point, I, I found a website that had all of them, and I went through every single one, literally. Like, I spent, like, a year watching everything from early TNA. And every week was... Because every week was a pay-per-view, so they had to literally make it so good that people had to buy the next show. So they would pull out all the stops every single week and that this first was before they got a TV deal right before they yeah, got a TV deal and that first week if anybody wants to go see that first match where AJ Styles won the X division title man it might be the best match i've ever seen jesus christ but and and, and he he had this move the spiral tap which i don't think robert saw much of but in, when he was younger in TNA he used to do this like flip like triple flip that I can't even explain Brian, off the top Brian rope. Showed it, Brian showed it to me on the video. Yes, that that was the coolest move. I don't think he could do it anymore. I, you know, it's kind of it looked like dangerous as hell, but um, smooth, fluid, looks the yeah. strikes strikes look good. Um, his uh, psychology, I mean, it's good enough. But I think just the fluidity of his movements and his moves puts him in the list for me. So, so spot on and perfect. Uh, who else do I got? Kurt Angle, yes. Uh, the ankle lock, when he got that ankle lock on people, <laughs> the whole crowd always used to get into it. Like, oh, no, he's got the ankle lock on him. But, man, for a guy who transitioned from a non-wrestling, he caught on to wrestling so well. Um, was so good. So yeah. good in the ring. Um uh, personality up the ass too, although we're not talking about that, but he was so freaking funny. Um, yes. The Undertaker. Okay, so that's the one thing that um, differed from you guys on your list. No, nobody had The Undertaker. Well, I mean, I tried to take into account the body of work, which was something I tried to say was a criteria for making this list. Like Overall, he had so many WrestleMania matches, especially towards the end when people were trying to break the streak, the two with Shawn Michaels, the two with Triple H, were such incredible five-star matches on such a grand stage. 
at WrestleMania that everybody wanted to see, and they were so well done, so perfectly well done. And he's, he's kept a lot of kickouts, uh, false finishes out of, you know, unrealistically, like getting hit with a sledgehammer by Triple H in the Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania and super kicked, you know, and he still kicked out. But it still made sense because he's the Undertaker. You know, he had the supernatural thing, which is a little funky, but he made it work. And I, I think, oh, and, you know, everything else he does, too, like the tombstone, the strikes, uh, they're all solid. Yeah. But I, ha- I have to say, just because he had such incredibly massive, important matches that went perfectly. So I have, that's why he goes number two on my list. Like, who, who else had more important matches than that? I mean, the streak was probably more important than a lot of world title matches. Like, John Cena had a lot of world title matches at WrestleMania. Mm. But the streak was like the real main event. People were like, "What is he get?" Like the Shawn Michaels retirement match, Triple H trying it twice after him, and uh, was there someone after that who, who fought him before he fought uh, Kurt Angle, or was that the last one? The Triple H. I don't know. We got to go through the list. But I mean, I I think it was great. Um, I think he's he's really his his persona. And everything, it fits so well together with his work in the ring. So he had to make my list. And uh, who else is on my list? The last one was Bret Hart. Yeah, I mean, the strikes, the punches, probably my per- my favorite puncher, you know. the he, he did the stomp, which some people are, like, likening the stomp to slapping the leg, you know. But, but a lot of guys used to do it back then, like Scott Hall. So he'd throw a punch and he'd stomp the floor and made, made it look like real, um, re- real, real good. It made it look real good. Gave it, gave it some extra oomph. So, and, and yes, so many incredible matches. The one with Stone Cold, the one with Owen Hart. Um, just flawless, flawless in the ring. Um, some people might say he didn't have the personality, but I liked his personality too. So, there we go. So there's our list. We had, we all had three guys. Similar, very similar lists for all of us, basically. I had some honorable mentions that I didn't. I mean, Brian Danielson, I agree with yeah. Robert, was is fantastic. Uh, Scott Hall, I really liked. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, to Christian, of course. I'll give a, a shout out. And, uh, you know, some of the old guys Ricky Steamboat, Jerry Lynn, Ray Mysterio. These are some guys that I thought of as really. Sure. Yeah, all those guys are uh, very. What happened? What happened to your boy, Jeff Jarrett? Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was your. I thought he was your greatest. I I, re, I respect what he's done in the wrestling business. Okay. For for what he has, you know, for his for his level of ability and his. I was just waiting for you to say Jeff Jarrett. So I was like, what's he gonna say to the name? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, for the record, I do think that not that Jared's a top five or even a yeah, I think he's a really five, good in ring worker but too. I think, but I think he's also a really good in ring worker, especially his. I think his early stuff is really good. Like uh, his stuff in early WWE was he's a he was a good worker. He was he was a good wrestler. I yeah, he could work for sure. All right. Well, that was a. I, I was just I was just expecting Kayon to say his name. That's all. Oh, yeah. I know. That's true. I know. Well, he's yeah. my he's this the. The list was best in-ring workers, not your favorite wrestler 
if it was yeah, my yeah, if it was it, your top it. five favorite wrestlers, then he would he would be my number one. I love that guy. Right. <laughs> but uh, I guess no one put Hogan on this list either. No Hogan, no Flair. Although uh, I don't know, I, I uh, was on my would be on my honorary members as well as guys like Jericho and uh, uh, I didn't have AJ on there, who I think is a great worker. Danielson is somebody I said. So there, there's uh, Ray Mysterio for sure. I also liked a lot of Edge's work. Uh, you know, especially his. His early stuff is, you know, he, I think he's a really good worker. Uh, when he was healing it up with with uh, with Lita, I thought there was some good work. I mean, just match wise and character wise, he was really good at that time. So uh, he's he'd be on my honor member list. I've always enjoyed his, his. He has a creative mind for some of his matches. All right, well, let's wrap that up. That was a nice segment, at least just to get our feet wet talking about some classic stuff. Um, yes. We'll think of more things to talk about as time goes on, but uh, we do want to do a Dynamite review for this week. Did you watch it, Robert, or what? I did, did. and I didn't fall asleep this time on any of the segments. I I watched it three times, believe it or not. (laughs) Because because it was so good, you had to get... you You had time to watch it three times? Well, last night, okay, I was I was doing the doggy proofing, so I left it on. I I didn't really watch it when I was leaving when I was doing that. I just listened to it, and then the second time I kind of watched it more, but I was falling asleep. And then today at work, I watched it all over again. So I was I was really trying to decide whether it was good or not. I mean, there were some things that were okay. I I think. The, the issue with these uh, AEW shows is that, like, back in the days, if we were uh, waiting for Stone Cold to come out, for example, and we had to sit through a bunch of other crap, it would be worth it. Because it's like, okay, the rest of the show was kind of whack. We had to watch Godfather and Val Venus, but at least there's Stone Cold, so it's worth it. Now, if we're sitting through a bunch of crap, is the good stuff of the show really worth it? To, to sit through? Does it, did, did it give you enough happiness and joy to really make it worthwhile? So, overall, I don't I don't know if you get a sense of that once you've seen the show. Like, once you're done with the show, like, are you pissed off? Did you, like, did, are you pissed off that I spent that much time watching it and there was no payoff? Or was it, like, okay, you know, that type of thing? Uh, is this, a, this is a question? Or is this no. open to... Oh, this it's, is, okay. It's, it's, it's open... It's open to it's open to discussion. If you want to comment, that's just the thought I had. But um, let's go ahead. I'll go through the show with you guys. All right. Let's go through the show. I think that's better. I I got fifteen segments, but we're we're not gonna really discuss a lot of it. A lot of it was um, fluff or filler, as you might. Uh, this is the go home show. This is May twenty fourth, two thousand twenty three. Uh, Double or Nothing is on Sunday, so this is their last chance to get people to buy the pay-per-view or buy a ticket to the show. And, uh, of course, they start the show with the uh, highest-rated guy that they could think of, Orange okay. Cassidy, the greatest wrestler of modern times. And, he, and, and Excalibur even said he's seemingly unbeatable. Um so he fought Kyle Fletcher from uh, Aussie Open, also representing the United Empire. Uh, I know Vlad also doesn't want to talk about this, but um, 
I don't know if Ro- Robert what, has what, any what, thoughts. What gives? What gives? What makes you think that? I don't. Is it my consistent, uh, not you know, my consistent uh, comments of me not understanding why this guy is constantly on my screen? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll just quickly say uh, this was an incredible in the sense that he he was kicking out of some. I saw a bit. You know, I was kind of forwarding, but he was kicking out of everything. Everything possible was done to this clown, and he was kicking out of it all. And then he won on a roll-up. And I nearly threw the, like, the, the remote at the TV, but I was like, you know what? I shouldn't even be surprised. I don't, and plus, does anyone care? Does anyone know? Does anyone care who this other guy is? Kyle Fletcher of Ozzy whatever? Well, he's, uh, he's in AEW now. They signed him. Congratulations! You're all elite. Welcome to welcome to this wonderful place. Anyways, uh, they wasted 20 minutes on this match. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it was unbelievable the stuff that he was kicking out of him. The, just insane, insane. That's that's all I got on that. Robert, any any thoughts on this? You want, you want to comment? Um, yeah, there there was one um, bad spot where I think they completely botched where Orange Cassidy jumped off. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, the the ring corner right and then I think he was supposed to do like a like a cat catch a what's his name Kyle whatever and, and do like a D on, on the on the apron or whatever yeah and yeah they completely botched it it looked really bad and then and then they even showed a a slow mo replay of it I'm like I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> It was yeah. Really the they first they time. still sold it. Yeah. He he still they, sold it. Whatever it was, it was I remember that. To, I think it was Taz that was trying to like explain what happened. But yeah, it was bad enough seeing it the first time around in real time. But then they did a did a slow motion replay of it. I'm like, no, no, bad idea, bad idea. Um, well, well, they had to sell that because that was the point of the match. The point of the match was they were trying to get countouts. Like like Orange Cassidy struggling. This guy is actually pretty good. And he hit that move, and he went in, and he was telling the referee to count, like, please count him yeah. out, so okay. so I could get out of sure. this. But <laughs> but it was a it was a bad botch. Yeah. But um, and then uh, uh, to the point that Vlad was mentioning, there there was a a point towards the end of the match where um, I don't remember his name, Kyle was it Fletcher? Fletcher. Kyle Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Fletcher. Fletcher. He he did. Two tombstones, two, two, not not tombstones. Well, pile drivers. He did two pile, pile drivers. drivers on Orange Cassidy, one after the other. What well, one one also was like, uh, he jumped up in the air and did a did a tombstone from there. So two yeah. pile drivers, and Orange Cassidy still kicked out of it. I thought that was very <laughs> ridiculous. It was absurd. Ridiculous. I mean, yes, I think it okay. was from the top, the top rope. It was from the top rope. And at that point, I was in awe of what they were doing. I couldn't even believe. I mean, I, I, there's one thing that they're trying to put this guy over, but it's getting to the point where it's, it's, yeah. becoming, like a mock, it's becoming a mockery of, of wrestling at this point. Well, uh, if you yeah. – my, my turn. Um, yeah, your turn. So, uh, in my opinion – for the uh, the overall arc of the development of the Orange Cassidy character, I found it interesting that he was uh, playing some cat and mouse games. It seemed like he felt a little threatened by Kyle Fletcher here. You know, a lot of uh, 
laissez-faire, uh, easygoing attitude, but I, I think this one was a little different. It looked like he uh, actually felt uh, like he had to try some different things to uh, win the match, i.e. the uh, count-out, trying to get him counted out. So, uh, to me, that was interesting. And also, Orange Cassidy is the master of the tight roll-up, definitely. Like, he does it so well. He can literally pin anybody after, and he can take so much damage. He's just, uh, it, it, they, they, to, like, they, this guy, to me, is over. He's over. <laughs> Wait a second. Come on again. I know. I know this guy got. I I know that. I know this guy got you like two hundred something. Come on. Really? Well, last week he was trying to convince me that the guy was super strong because he was going to take on twenty-one idiots in a battle royal. Oh yeah, he is so good. He's he's super strong. He's super badass. Fearless. Fearless. All right. I think it's time to move on to the next segment. Can we go to segment yes. two? Yes. All right, all right. The segment two was uh, Ricky Starks getting interviewed, and he said he was done yeah, with the Bullet Club. Like He, he didn't yeah. care that he got disqualified last week. He just wants to move on, but then they jumped him and whooped his ass. So um, that's not that's not over. Um, Ricky Starks is going to be distracted. Continue to be distracted with that. I I think Ricky Starks could be a major player in AEW. Personally, um, I think Jay White is also really good too. But this this whole thing is, it seems pointless. You know, the angle sucks. <laughs> the angle sucks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we'll. Just I agree move, with that part. We'll move on. Um, there was a Jungle Boy pre-taped promo, which to me was kind of boring. I don't know if you guys have any comments on it. Um, <laughs> I remember remember saying that it wasn't too bad. You know, I mean, I don't remember being boring. I actually thought he was a little kind of fired up, and he was saying some decent things. I can't remember specifics now, unfortunately, as I'm not taking notes anymore on, on these shows because it's not deserving of it. But I do remember it being like a solid promo where he kind of was showing some emotion, and it was a pre-tape, but it wasn't bad, and I'll leave it at that. He said he... He, he he's driven to uh, Las Vegas for double or nothing three years in a row, and each time he's different. He's developed more. He's had experiences. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> next, we got uh, Dax and Cash. They came in and cut a very insulting promo on on uh, Double J and J and his wife and Jay Lethal. Oh Extremely insulting. I don't know what the hell their problem is. Um, my, Mark Briscoe then comes out, and, <laughs> and he's pissed off that he got pile-driven last week, even though Dax was blinded by alcohol. So um, what, do you, what do you guys think of this? I don't, you guys have any comments on Mark Briscoe? Uh, not watching the show apparently last week, and <laughs> I guess he couldn't handle the pile driver as well as Orange Cassidy can. Oh yeah, he was pissed yeah. off. He was pissed off about it. But but uh, it, it seems like yeah. a, a plot hole. One of those plot holes. Like hey, you, did, you just watched the show back last week and see that it was an accident. Come on, they're really gonna go with this as the reason that he's pissed off at him. So that, I don't. But if it leads to a, a feud with Dax. I guess that could be okay, but it's just a stupid reason. 
That's like every wrestling angle when you know an accident happens. Apparently, nobody watches the show back ever. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's that's not just. To be fair, that's not just AW. It's not but, just this angle. Yeah, it's not just this. I mean, well, I gotta point it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Dax uh, cut a pretty good promo. I mean, he was you know pretty ramped up there, and you know obviously he took some shots at. Karen, he even mentioned Dixie Carter's name. I, I, I saw that, you know. Um, do, what do I think of this angle? I mean, I want to like it because of the people involved, because I like the people involved. I like Jay. I like Mark Briscoe, obviously. When I say, I mean, Jay, Jay Lethal. Um, uh, Jeff Jarrett, I've always respected his wrestling mind. Um, FTR, you know, I'm a huge fan, huge fan of their work. But this, like I said, it's kind of a silly type of thing. I mean, yeah, at the end, like, yeah, Mark Briscoe slapped everybody around. He pushed everyone aside and made it seem like he's not going to be on anybody's side. I get what they're going for on this, but there's too many silly other silly aspects of it that it's like, I don't know. It's hard to take seriously. I want to like it, but I can't, you know, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, and then, uh, so as Mark Briscoe was walking to the back, he bumps into Jay Lethal, and he's he's not really happy with them either. He says he's tired right. of all this bullshit, which is uh, yeah. actually what we were thinking too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> me, me and you and all of us, Mark, are tired of this bullshit. <laughs> okay, uh, Robert, if you don't have any comments, I'll move on. Yeah, I don't have any comments. <laughs> okay, this next one, I also didn't really have any comments on Sammy Guevara. Is uh, cuts a promo, an interview about the title match. You know these go home shows. Sometimes we've we've already done everything. Let's go ahead and get get the match together, right? I mean, I don't really want to hear them cut another promo about how they say they're going to win. Personally, um, okay. six. The sixth segment here is House of Black defending the trios title against three randoms: Ar Fox, Blake Christian, and Metallic. I didn't watch this. I gotta admit, there was a there was some cool there was an interesting lighting situation. Yeah, going I like the lighting. The lighting was cool. Yes, that's all. I that's the only thing I can comment on. I wish there was something more to it than that, but that's that's about it. Um, um, I well, I I liked how it ended too, with like all, all three members of the House of Black doing submissions, with with one of them doing um um a choke while the guy is hanging off the the rope. Remember, like. No, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. I, I oh, fucking that, that was that's how that was. Oh, I, I thought that was cool. The, the way there was, it there, was a, there was some weird rules to this match too. Like there was no rope breaks or something, and there was no yeah. tags. You could just walk in if you. <laughs> some weird, <laughs> weird shit. Honestly, once they said that, like you don't have to tag. I was like, I'm not watching this match, man. I don't care. Yeah, I'm I mean, not a big I, fan. Plus, yeah, go ahead, guys. Right. I, 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 I like anything, the but... ending. I, I think the ending is, well, if you fast forward to how it ends, I, I thought that's worth watching. But, but... Mm. All right, all right. I mean, I had, there was no chance they were going to lose their titles to these three guys, so that they really gave yeah. me very li- little reason to pay attention. Uh, we got Blackpool Combat Club in the back somewhere, cutting a promo. Um, Near the trash cans. Yeah, they you know they say they're they're standard stuff. They're the best and all right. that. I I don't know. Yeah. Danielson and Moxley they both got a chance to talk. There's a uh, there's a tag team title match for the Ring of Honor tag team title. So they they're talking that up that they're gonna win that. Um, 
you guys, you know, if you guys care to comment on this, I don't, I don't know if I don't think it was that important. Not really. No. All right. Nothing. All right. So the next segment we got a great backdrop, by the way, Robert. The, we got the pillars angle. MJF comes in, and uh, business picks up, right? For real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so MJF walks in like a boss and grabs Tony Schiavone's coffee, tr- takes a sip, and throws the rest of it on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he spits at the fan. Did you see that? No, I missed that. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, my he God. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to go back and look at the clip. He spit yeah. at a fan. This is, this was me trying to do some extra work while I was watching the show, so I missed, might have missed some tiny details. But um, let me see. Cuts a promo about all the guys. Cuts a promo about Las Vegas people and stuff. Um, Darby comes out. Darby cuts a promo about, uh, you know, how he used to work at the 99 cent store and, you know, had to clean the toilets. Woe is me. Um, and then MJF listens to it, listens to the whole, listens to every word of it and kicks him in the balls. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, Sammy charges in, chases him off. And then jungle boy is there to surround him. And uh, they leave him laying. So I guess they're trying to say, hey, he's got three guys against him who don't like him. So this is going to be a tough, tough one for him to get out of this. Uh, so any comments? I'll start with Robert. Uh, any comments about uh, the coffee, uh, Darby Allen's promo, and just the fact uh, that he uh, is getting ready for this match? MJF's promo was awesome. <laughs> I thought it was great. The the rest of it was okay. Um, it was Darby Allen. I wasn't too much of a fan of uh, Darby Allen's promo. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't care much that he used to work in the nine nine cent store and clean toilets. Like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my my favorite part of that whole segment was uh, MJF's promo. Personally, the rest of it was just eh. It was okay. You really believe that he can lose? MJF? Yeah, this Sunday. That he can lose? Well, yeah, yeah. but I don't think, I don't think he will. Um, only because, uh, you know, I, I think he's still the um, the hot, hottest prospect in, in AEW. And, like, his title reign hasn't been that long yet. I, I think he's going to hold on to the title for a little bit longer, at least. So he's so he can't if lose. He, if he's it's not gonna if lose. He's, if he's had it longer, I, I would say there's a bigger chance of him losing. But he can uh, still lose. I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah. All right, Vlad. What do you think of this whole segment, from uh, uh, MJF to Darby yeah. to the ending? Uh, I mean, MJF heel work is impeccable. I mean, is he's one of the great heels, not just in modern wrestling, but maybe of all time. Like, he's right up there. His heel work is tremendous. Like, on the mic, just his facials, everything he does when he's, like, not involved in some silly stuff, uh, you know, when he sometimes has been, is just tremendous. It's just every movement has a purpose. Uh, so I, I, I'm very impressed with this guy as far as not just – just if we're talking about his heel persona and what he does and what he brings to the table as far as that goes, he's got that down to, like, a science. 
uh, the rest of the, you know, I've said before, I'm not really fond of this whole thing, but, you know, Darby tried, and I, I, I kind of wished it would have just been one-on-one with him and Darby, because I think they're the two, they're the two players here, they're the two more important people, um, I, I, you know, that's what I think, I mean, Darby tried, I think he it was, it was decent, but he's kind of cut similar stuff before, where he said, like, you know, I had a rough go at it, I didn't know where I was going to do with my life. You know, I ended up. I lived in my car. Right, right. And then, you know, and then I became a wrestler. And then then a a crazy billionaire hired me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some idiot idiot paid me a bunch of money. And now some crazy billionaire is paying me almost a million dollars a year. And uh, I'm living my dreams. And now I'm going to go climb Mount Everest, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have anything against Darby. I think he's kind of a, you know, interesting personality in that sense. And he's, yeah, I wish it was just with him and MJF, but MJF is, I mean, I've said it before. He's, he's top notch. He's one of, he's, he's like a modern day Rick player in that, in that sense. Dude, I, I didn't like Darby Allen's promo. I'll just come out and say it. Yeah. Like, just like you, I yeah. don't have anything against him. But I just don't like how he starts the diatribe, like after MJF like really insults everyone, he starts and comes out with his prepared speech. It looks obviously prepared, sounds obviously prepared. Excuse me. Um, yeah. I I don't I I think I wish I he would be a little more like Sting. If you're a depressive case, you know, just don't say anything. <laughs> just like you know, just be mysterious. You know, I, no one wants to hear that you're fucking sad all the time and. You know, you're sad that you had a job. Like, fuck you, man. A lot of people have jobs, dude. Like, a lot of... (laughs) You're not the only guy who's lived in his car. Not that I've lived in my car, but, you know... He didn't have to live in his car, this motherfucker, you know? You could have had a job... You could have got a job and got a roommate or something. So... (laughs) So, There we go. Kion's got his solution for uh, ending poverty. Find a roommate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, get a job and find a roommate. Well, you know, I I don't know. I just I, I just it doesn't sound good to me personally. So, and then um, I'm, I'm just saying that he tried. I didn't say it was great. I just said it, or good even. I'm just saying that he's trying. You know. Well, it'll be interesting how MJF gets out of this match. We'll see how they book it because yeah. he's gonna get out of it. But it's it's a difficult thing. Like a guy, if when someone's in a fatal four way with three other guys who don't like him. You think they would, but you know, even if they get them out of the way, then they're gonna have to fight with each other. So it'll be interesting how it goes down. So we'll see. Um, let's move along. We got Taya Valkyrie and Lady Frost, who I've seen on Ring of Honor. I like her. She's pretty. She's pretty nice. But nothing much here. Taya Valkyrie is gonna face uh, Jade Cargill at the pay per view, and I yeah. think they should put her over. Personally, I don't think they will, but we'll see what happens. Okay, now we got some big time stuff. Tony Khan is out for an announcement. He's gonna. Announce- <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me, Tony Dude, this Khan is, is back. This is a big what announcement. It, so yeah, as I soon agree. as he announced that Collision is in the United Center in Chicago, the crowd popped like crazy, <laughs> and I think we all know why. And the I did hear a few CM Punk chants, so here we go again. They're gonna start a new show, and bring CM Punk out again. They did this already with Rampage. 
they popped a big rating for Rampage, a million people, and then they didn't follow up. So we're going to try it again. Are you excited, guys, or what? CM Punk is coming back. Oh. You want me to? I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll Robert go first. Okay. I'll definitely look forward to the first show, being that it's in Chicago. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's going to be a really hot crowd, and that'll that'll definitely help. Um, going forward after that, I, I'm not sure. Um, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> but for sure, that that first show I'll watch. I'm excited for that. I hope they don't start it off like they did with Rampage, doing nothing, just like bring him and bringing him out to like wave at the crowd and everything. You know, like they got to start with an angle. It's got to go straight to something. He's got to come out and attack somebody, or like a match ends and you know. Or he saves somebody or something. I don't know. I I don't want him to just come out and cut a promo, personally. Unless he's going to cut a real good promo, like destroying everybody. But, uh, Vlad, do you have any hope for this? I mean, is this going to be Rampage all over again, or are they going to actually pull this off this time? Uh, well, I have some hope because Punk is involved, and it looks like the guys that are not featured on their usual shows, guys that I kind of want to see could be on there, like Miro and Samoa Joe and, and a Punk. couple others. Well, Punk, obviously, that goes without saying. Uh, you know, and maybe FTR will be on there, uh, and, and who knows what else. You know, guys that I, I kind of like as wrestlers and kind of like some of their, their characters as, as well. So... Uh, there's a chance, but I mean, obviously, Tony Khan is still booking, and that concerns me. And I don't know. I mean, I, I have concerns, but it will be interesting. It will be interesting what happens. I I will definitely watch uh, the first couple and see what what happens with with that. But well, yeah, maybe since uh, sorry, Vlad. I was gonna say maybe since. This is they're gonna split up the rosters and supposedly he's gonna be like featured on this show. Maybe this yeah. gives it more hope than Rampage. Um, Absolutely. So let's see what happens. Let's wrap oh. this up real quick. Go ahead. I'll also watch the show when it comes to Regina. Oh yeah, it is. So <laughs> it is that again. It is Regina. It is. That's really how it's pronounced. I mean, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he I, I, I read it, and I'm thinking it's Regina. Okay. <laughs> I mean, someone should find that out. We'll find that out for someone should find that out for Tony Khan because maybe it is Regina, though. I don't know. <laughs> you would think because he's called it that now twice. <laughs> yeah, someone would have corrected him, you know. And this time I heard it. This time I heard it last week. I was like, uh, I was like, what? He did what now? <laughs> This week I heard it, I was like, well, yeah, Robert's going to get a kick out of this, but maybe that is the way you say it. Maybe that really is the way you say it. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is, but I don't know. Every time I, I read that, the way it's spelled out, I am, I'm always yeah. Regina. Yeah, that's funny. He's, he pronounces, <laughs> you you want him to pronounce it the way Borat pronounces, which I... <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is the Borat of of wrestling uh, promoters, you know, and rest and uh, you know wrestling owners and promoters. So, yeah. all right, all right, guys, That'll it's getting hard. it's getting late. Let's wrap this up. Um, I got a couple more segments. So, 
Adam Hangman sure. Page uh, cuts a promo with an eye patch because the Blackpool Combat <laughs> Club gouged his eye out with a screwdriver. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't really don't know what he said. He's back in the elite. There's family or yeah. something like that. That's Whatever. basically what he said. There's family. Yeah, exactly. You got it. You nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the eye patch thing would be cooler if they they you know they didn't have such a horrible segment that you know where it happened. So that's why yeah. we can't really take that seriously. Um, but yeah. So the, the next segment was kind of interesting to me. Jericho and Adam Cole's contract signing. Um, I I gotta say I'll, I'll give Jericho praise for this segment. Although sometimes he could talk a little bit um, tongue in cheek, like it doesn't look doesn't sound realistic. But for this one, I thought he did good, and Adam Cole did good too, in my opinion. What what did you guys think? Or I'll start with the uh, flat. Um, uh, you know, yeah, it was, it was decent. It was probably. Better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, we know how these contract signings usually go. They're usually, um, you know, somebody's going to end up fighting or something's going to happen. Somebody's going to attack someone. So I was already prepared for that. You know, they're kind of like, you know, they use them as like a gimmick. But as far as this thing goes, yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't bad. They were kind of taking it somewhat seriously. And there yeah. was some sort of, there was some sort of serious tones to it that was, not you know, kind of surprising because Jericho, the previous couple of weeks has looked uh, like kind of uh, kind of like a you know a buffoon in this whole thing. So yeah, I, don't know. I thought there. Yeah. I didn't know the pay per view was so close. I thought he was going to get some heat back before they got to this match. You know, they've they've already right. destroyed him, and now but the <laughs> so then um, yeah. well before we move on to the big surprise at, at the end of the segment, Robert. Uh, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho's promos, oh pretty good. Oh yeah, I, I, I loved. Uh, well, they were both good, but I, I especially loved um, Jericho's heel work here. Yes, I'm, yes. I'm I not thought... a bitch. I'm, I'm not from Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hit me? Hit me. He was, he was great. I thought in this, this particular segment. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I liked it. Um, there, there is. One other thing I want to say, but it, it's kind of leading up to the next segment, so I'll I'll just let you um go on to the next part you were gonna say first. Oh well, uh, Adam Cole obviously needs some backup because there's five guys on the JAS, and so they needed to find someone who was just as crazy as all five of them combined. And Jericho goes, "Well, who could be as crazy as all five of us combined?" <laughs> And obviously, like, uh, I don't know why I didn't know this, but Adam Cole is big, good friends with Sabu. And uh, so he just called up his homie Sabu. And it's random as fuck, but okay. Um, I mean, I'm happy to see Sabu. I I bet you he's going to take a crazy bump just because he's crazy. But uh, what do you guys think of that? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? This got to do with any of it. It felt random. I was really random. It was out of nowhere. I didn't understand what he had to do with, what does he have to do with any of this? And, and what kind of, I mean, how old is he and what kind of bump can he still take? I, I don't He's going to take the I, same exact bump with the steel chair flying into the I, fucking. 
flying into a table? Yes. I found it silly that he was wearing the like the badge, the, like the guest badge or whatever. Like, <laughs> put that in your pocket or something. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's because nobody knows who Sabu is. So if they saw him like walking around the back with, man, they'd be like, I "Hey, man, get I, out of here." I mean, I know Sabu's kind of has a cult following amongst you know those the ECW crowd in the '90s and, and stuff like that, and I. You know, I, I know he's one that will take crazy uh, spots and go through tables, flaming tables, and shred his forehead. Uh, you know, with you know, with some good, you know, some good blade work and stuff like that. But I don't understand what he has to do with any of this. And what is how is he gonna? How is this old man gonna? I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe him and Adam Cole were. You know, they bumped into each other at a bar or something, or. You know, at a at a at an autograph signing, and they hit it off real good. Not he's, more likely, yeah. And he said, "Hey, man, if you ever get into any trouble with with anybody, you know, don't don't hesitate to call me, man. I got your back." You know, and he's like, "All right, man. Thank you, man. Thank you." So maybe that's what happened. <laughs> I think it's just Tony Khan being a mark for the, the '90s wrestling, and probably and just yeah, they just gotta squeeze him in somewhere. Squeezing Sabu. Like I said, I don't have anything against Sabu, but this was just dumb and really random and not more nonsense. Is it dumb, Robert? Are you as loud? Is it dumb, or are you? Can you get excited I, to I, see Sabu? Well, I don't know. I don't know about dumb, but it did feel random. Um, I mean, it's not that I was not that I wasn't happy to see Sabu, but like this just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Well, I'm happy to see Sabu's alive. Yeah. Not only is he alive, bro. Listen, Sabu is all elite, baby. He's gonna be on. <laughs> he's gonna be on the show. He's gonna be a. Yeah. He's gonna be one of the TNT more, more champions. More than just a one time. Oh, you still think it's more than just a one time appearance? <laughs> I don't know. I'm kidding. I don't, I have no idea. But oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, you know. Okay, it is what it is. Uh, so we're basically done with the show. What? Ha- oh, uh, Daniel Garcia, Roderick Strong, nothing there, except for the Daniel Garcia dance, which is my favorite dance. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you guys seen it yet or no. <laughs> I, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. You I, don't know the I Daniel Garcia dance. I forward to all his matches. I forward to all Daniel Garcia matches as soon as I see him. Um, I just had one comment. It was a thing that I, I was gonna say when I was talking about the Jericho segment. Um, so the the Jericho and Adam Cole segment um, eventually transitioned to that match, but in yeah. between, in between that uh, that that transition, they showed like a, a a promo of I think the women's title match. I don't know. It it just I, I felt like um, that promo kind of ruined the continuity of the transition from the um, contract signing to the uh, Roderick and Daniel Garcia match. It, it felt kind of awkward to me. That just, they just placed it there, and then, oh, look, they're fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, they, they, a little yeah, issue. They didn't set it up well. They didn't, yeah. they didn't, make, the, they didn't make the audience feel... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big issue with AEW, in my opinion. WWE will make anything seem like a big deal. They'll set it up. They'll tell you beforehand it's going to happen. They'll tell you in the morning it's going to happen. They'll tell you when the show starts it's going to happen. You know, they get people excited for nothing, basically. And AEW actually have exciting things, and they don't promote anything. 
So that's something I think they could work on. But their shows are too jam-packed. That's why they don't really have much time for um, talking things up that are coming later on in the show. Um, but anyways, I don't even know who won that match. Do you guys know? I think it was Roderick Strong. Uh, probably Roderick Strong, Roderick most Strong. likely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, in between, there was this weird uh, video package about Willow Nightingale beating Sasha Banks in Japan. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yes, it really, yes, yes. I didn't see any of it. I mean, I I didn't I don't watch the Japan stuff. I'm trying to get into it, but I didn't see this. I don't know if Willow beat her clean or if there was some kind of shenanigans with someone else. They didn't really say anything uh, about that. Yeah, I I don't know if she beat um beat her clean, but I know that um Mercedes got injured, like legitimately injured. That's what I heard. Mm. But well, that, I, I pa- yeah. that power bomb that Willow Nightingale puts people in is, looks pretty vicious. I you know, I'm surprised some people can take it so easily. But I'm, um, I wouldn't be surprised if she got hurt working with Willow. I mean, Willow's uh, not that she's an unsafe worker, but uh, mm. I don't know. I got to go back and figure out what happened there. If uh, if any of you find out, let me know because I I want to know. I don't think she beat her clean, I, I, but they didn't really mention anything like that. And uh, they used Sasha Banks on the show in AEW, so that's something. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last segment was the Ring of Honor tag team title match, the Lucha Brothers against the Blackpool Combat Club, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, the only, and Daniel Bryan was on commentary. The only thing I'll say about it... Uh, is the ending and uh, Daniel Bryan acting surprised that the Young Bucks uh, were there to interfere. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> so I think he put that over well. I think Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, um, I, I think uh, he did a good job in this segment. He put it. He put this segment over. Other than that, there was really nothing to care about for the match. But it, I thought it was funny that he was surprised that the Young Bucks were... Were there? I'm like, how, how? Why are you surprised? You're in a feud with them. It's like, what the fuck? Like, he was so confident that they were gonna win the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles. It was like already like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, it was weird because they've been beating them up for weeks, and he's surprised that they would interfere in the match. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty hilarious. Personally, yeah. I I thought this was a I thought this was pretty good. Robert, any thoughts on this yeah. match? Yeah, I, I agree with. That was pretty good, but I I also wanted to point out like one specific thing that happened in the match that caught my attention was when um Claudio Castagnoli was uh he was doing the you know the spinning move on one of the Lucha Brothers and uh, Wheeler Yuta drop kicked that guy while he was still getting spun around. Um, I, th- I thought that was pretty hilarious. I I never seen that done before. Um. <laughs> Even even when he was still Cesaro in WWE, like I I never yeah. saw anyone kick that guy while he was getting spun around. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty that hilarious. Is, that is interesting. That is interesting. Well, it should be an interesting match once if they finally get into their hardcore crazy anarchy match at the pay per view. Um, so before I get into the pay per view stuff, you guys want to give a grade for the show? Uh, Robert, how about you first? I'll go with C. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't. It wasn't anything great either. Vlad, 
Yeah, I probably will second that. I was thinking between C minus and C, but I will give it a C because of MJF actually being on the show and having a pretty entertaining uh, promo. And that's, yeah, that was enough for me to at least give it a C. All right. Well, I'm going to give it a C plus. I'll go a little bit better than you guys. Just for, uh, yes, MJF uh, coming out looking looking like a million bucks like he always does. The Jericho and Cole contract signing, I think, was a good segment. And um, I guess that's it. <laughs> the rest of it was kind of <laughs> a lot of fluff. Oh, and the ending. The ending I didn't I didn't mind either. Daniel Bryan. I think Daniel Bryan was good in that segment. Good acting. Good acting. Since we're smarks here and we know the show is fake, um, good acting. <laughs> we can say that on this show. But uh, are you guys excited for um, the pay-per-view or what? I'm going to be working, but I'm, I'm not going to. I can't watch it. I'm working too. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, well, I won't be ordering it, so I'll probably have to. I mean, I'm not spending money on this. <laughs> well, well, what's exciting yeah. about the match? There's a four-way match. There's Orange Cassidy's title defense against 20 people. And uh, what else? Is there anything else that you're, you're looking forward to at all? I mean, I, no, no. I mean, no. Only I, those two. <laughs> I mean, if you, unless you are into the anarchy <laughs> stuff that's going to be going on that... How about maybe... how about this? Why why don't why don't we we make predictions on the matches that's coming up? Yeah, well, we... well I I know for sure Orange Cassidy's gonna beat those twenty scrubs that they throw okay. in front of him. I'll, I'll, agree. I'll agree. And Probably. and MJF will come out with the title. I don't think I'm with you guys. They're not gonna. Uh, I think FTR is gonna come out with the titles too. I think this is just a yes. match for them too. So it's really that. Oh. I mean, the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club, I mean, mm-hmm. I could see them putting the Elite over. Yeah, they're, they're, they the, they're the heels. You want to make a prediction, Robert? Um, yeah, I think, I think the Elite wins. Um, what about the Jade Cargill Tyre Valkyrie match? Uh, I think they're going to keep going with Jade in this stupid streak, but I, I would end it now. I'm, I'm so over it. I, it's so the, pointless. I, I, read a, I read rumors that the person that they want to break to break the streak into in the championship is, um, what's her name? The the one that, that acts like she's from outer space. Uh, Statlander? Yeah, Definitely. I heard. I heard she's the one that they uh, AEW wants to um, beat Jade Cargo. That's oh, what God. I heard. But I don't know if they're actually gonna go through with that. I don't know about that. I wouldn't. She's okay. I saw some. She was in a title match early on in AEW history, which I I think it was a pay per view match that I thought. Well, was... she keeps getting injured, right? She keeps. Yeah. She's been injured twice now. Like she was out for a while, and then she came back, and then she got injured again. I think so. I don't think. Well, I mean. I mean, they could do anything, but I don't think she's reliable as a champion in that sense. I would, I would choose, I would choose Ty Valkyrie over Chris Statlander. I mean, anybody. Like they, 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 <laughs> they could, right? Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> just, just end. If he wants to be Statlander, fine. I don't care. Double, yeah, me, I don't. Is there, is I, there I, anything? I is there anything we're forgetting? There's Wardlow and Christian. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> I think it's going to be Wardlow, too. 
Yeah. Although I, I would like Christian to win. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. Uh, I mean, maybe else? he could cheat and win. I mean, Tony Storm why? and Jamie Hader. Do you have a? Oh, I think Jamie Hader still wins. Uh, yeah, I, I think Jamie Hader wins. I don't know. You know I, could, I, I could think see... I'd like. To, I think I could see Tony winning that one for some. Yeah, I could see Tony Storm winning that too. Yeah, I think they might try to do something with her there, but maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, but I, I think, yeah, I'm gonna pick Tony in that one. Um, are the are the acclaimed having a match? No, oh, the acclaimed are not no. on the card this time. Interesting. Wow. The last yeah. the last match is uh, Chris Jericho versus Adam Cole. Oh right, oh, that's that's insane. Yeah. Like a, a few months ago, the acclaimed were like the hottest, well, one of the hottest oh, yeah. in wrestling. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I mentioned in one of our shows, maybe Robert wasn't on that, but like they're really doing, I mean, amazing stuff as far as cooling this team off. Like they were as red hot as team could be. Uh, even, you know, even if I don't like the gimmick, the whole scissor me daddy thing, which I think is ridiculous, but I still could see that people were into them and it was organic how they got over. So I appreciated that aspect of it. But yeah, they really cooled them off after they lost the titles. And, and nothing good has happened to the, the teams that lost those belts. And the claims are going nowhere and the guns are going nowhere. Uh, I mean, yeah. So all those people really do need a secondary show because they're not, they're not getting anything done on that, their primary show. Well, I think they're on, I think some of them get on Rampage, if I'm not mistaken. That doesn't, so. that doesn't count, man. Nobody <laughs> watches that. That might as well be on YouTube. Some rampages aren't as bad as others. I'll just say that. But, anyways, yeah. that'll <laughs> that'll wrap up our show for this week. Thanks for coming on. This it's very in depth conversation today about the uh, in ring workers. If any of you think of other topics that we can discuss in the future, uh, you guys know my uh, how to get in contact with me. But. Um, Thank you very much for coming on, guys. You know, I've been uh, been very stressed out and uh, tired, a lot of shit in my life. But when I come on these podcasts, it's like it's all gone. It, you know, it feels pretty good. Well, how's the dog doing, by the way? How's your dog? She's sleeping right here. But uh, she's she's doing good. Actually, I, 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 she stayed at home today alone for the first time. So that's why I was so... Uh, I really had to get everything done last night, so I couldn't really cut uh, up my uh, I couldn't cut up my dynamite clips that I wanted to cut up. But uh, I had to finish like I, I doggy proofed the whole place like pretty much yeah. spot on. There was nothing she could choke on, and nothing that she could bite up and chew up like electronics wise. So it was like whatever was here that you want to destroy, go ahead. Cause... and she was chill. I was watching her. I had a little camera. Uh, oh, and I was, I was watching her from work, yeah. So she was just laying there the whole time, just kind of resting and chilling. Oh, yeah. But she's she's super awesome, man. I mean, I'm she she makes me happy, to be honest. Nice. She she makes me pretty happy. Yeah, she's she's so fun and happy and fun loving. You know. Does she go crazy when you come home? Well, today she did because it was a long stretch while I wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah. overall, I think. For the most part, she expects us, she expects us to be here because she's she's queen, you know. Whatever she wants, she gets. So today was unusual that uh, she she wasn't. But yeah, I mean, uh, things are going well. She's healthy. 
She was a little chunky at first, but I think they didn't walk her, whoever had her at first. But she's been walking, so she's been getting stronger. Now she can jump up on the bed. Like, at first she was oh, too nice. weak to even, like, you know, jump up on the bed. So she's super clean. She doesn't shed at all. You know, I can That's hold nice. her and not no hairs get on me. So, yeah, I'm super happy with it, man. I just, like, um, I just pray I can. I'm going to do my best to take care of her, man. I, I hope nothing happens. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing you're doing good work, Jerry. Sure yeah, I'm sure you will, man. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, we'll figure out how we're gonna do this next week. I don't know. Maybe we'll wait till Dynamite passes, and then we'll talk about Double or Nothing and Dynamite together. Maybe. Yeah, so. maybe. And there, don't forget, there's also the Saudi Arabia show uh, on Saturday. Oh I shit! Mean, in case, in oh, case anyone cares. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's at ten in the morning our time. Pacific Standard Time. Oh, so, I think it was a one. Oh, it was one Eastern, one Eastern. Yeah. So I was yeah, gonna say crazy. maybe you guys could come hang out, but I don't think you guys want to wake up at ten in the morning for this. I I, I work this whole weekend. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah I'm. I'll, I'll have Memorial Day off, but I'll I work. Yeah. Monday Night Raw, oh. then baby. Monday. Night. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, it's rest, yeah, yeah. It's well, wrestling for every night of the week. You know, I'm I'm gonna start. I watched NXT. I watched everything this week, dude. I'm gonna get back into it. I'm gonna get uh, Brian's uh, password for go. New Japan. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna start watching that too. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta start learning all these names of these crazy Japanese wrestlers. But um, if I can, we'll see. I'm gonna give it a try. But thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. I think this was a good show. I'm gonna cut up these clips and uh, we'll put them out. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon then, huh? All right. Sounds good. Okay, All right. Take care. Take nice care, Robert. Man. Have a good night, guys. Nice. All right. Good night.